Welcome to the Business Networking Show, brought to you by your partnerships. Here is your host, Lee Randall Pybus. So we welcome Dave Scoffin to the show today. Dave Scoffin is a photographer, and we're going to find out a little bit more about why he became a photographer, how he does it, what sort of photography he is specialized in, and just a bit more about the man in person. So glad to have you with us, Dave. Why did you choose to pursue a career as a photographer? Oh, um, I started, I got my first proper camera in 2007. It was very much a hobby purchase. Yeah, and I messed around with it for a good few years, really. And it's I just I just enjoyed making the photos. I like I love capturing moments. You know, you, as soon as you got a picture of something, you've frozen that moment as is, whether it's a portrait or even a building, anything. And it was just really nice having these snapshots of time. Yep. And then as time went on, then you you start watching training videos to try and improve your skills and as you get a bit better you start to think can I can I possibly do this as a, as a career because mm-hmm. it's uh, who doesn't want to do what they love yeah and, and get paid for it and exactly it just it gradually became more and more in that side of things and it was just like this is what I want to be doing and it's basically as you start to get when you start moving into taking Portraits rather than just like scenery. You get the the wonderful feeling that you get when someone really likes the photo they take. Because mm-hmm. then it's not only have I done a good job, so you've got that that feeling. Yeah. But also I made someone else feel good about themselves. I think that's right. What you say, if you love what you do, uh, it becomes more. It's not like a job, is it? Really, then it's 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 a it's a passion that. Uh, it's just great to do because what, what the best thing in the world is to earn money doing what you love as as you said and um yeah it's, it's just quite do you have one of those i think photographers have like this sixth sense this weird thing about them that <laughs> they can see something just walking down a, a, a regular street that captures their eye and can become a photo do you, you must have that i, I have i have Some, sometimes it happens Another time I get lost in my own head thinking about other things. <laughs> but no, there are times there are times you you, you walk along and you take a photo and you, you get home and you edit it and then you look at it and you go, oh, I did that was better than I even thought it was going to turn out to be. because uh, you you also have in your head the the ordinariness really of everything surrounding it. Because you see what you also saw outside of the photo, but yeah, you've got you've got to it's you can train yourself to do it. Yeah. You can definitely train yourself to do it. But some people just have it anyway. Yeah, it's, it's that expert eye. Yeah, I mean, it was, in my case, it was a bit of both. It's like you've got the eye to some extent, but you've got to train it to get better at it as well. Yeah. So, but no, I'm taking plenty of pictures, just wandering along, thinking that could be nice. Plenty of, times, plenty of times you never see the ones that don't work. That's the other key that a lot of photographers won't tell you. There's plenty of the shots that don't work that no one sees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah of course. <laughs> I remember when I used to be in um, entertainment, I used to get my photo shoots done. They'd take thousands, thousands of photos just to get that one shot. 
and it's exactly what you've just said. You don't see the the what the all the ones you don't you take that aren't, aren't very good or, or aren't worth it. <laughs> all the ones at the wrong angle or they're not even quite right. Expression the word will be blink in the middle. Are you a bit of a perfectionist then, Dave, with, with your photography? Would you um, say? Again, I, I try to come like down the middle. I like to try and get it right. Yeah. As right as I possibly can. But at the same time, I'm the first to admit that most shoots I do, I feel like I'm winging it at the same time. Mm -hmm. I won't be. No. It's the process of getting it right. But until you get it right, you feel like you're winging it. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those things. And then you watch, you might sometimes you watch other shoots on like YouTube and things. And then you go, oh, it's not just me. <laughs> they're doing, it's a little bit better because like right they're doing the same thing it's fine it's, it's the process yeah i get you so out of all the shoots that you've done uh what what is your favorite what's your favorite piece of work and why bearing in mind this is audio so you can't show anybody an image oh, right now oh, that is i think i may have to cheat slightly yep and um, Go with maybe about three, um, just for the different kind of aspects. I mean, not that anyone can see, but anyone who's been to the meetings will now need a picture of the guy in the seat that I often have behind, mm -hmm. which is currently behind me, but everyone who can't see <laughs> is uh, that was done in January last year, okay. and it was partly a test. It wasn't that wasn't a paid job. That was a test because I live in a tiny Cornish cottage that has barely enough room for the furniture, let alone shooting in. And it was trying to work around that. And that picture behind me looks like a studio photo, but it was done in my kitchen. Really? In my kitchen with one light. It's not even a studio light. It's flashing that you can get on top of the camera. Uh, in a, in a, one of those studio softboxes with a pop-up background. It's just a foldable background behind me. And wow, that is one of my favorites just because of how well it turned out. For what again, it's the, with a lot of photography of perception because what you don't see is the kitchen. Mm. So, I mean, that looks like it could have been in a studio, and no one until I tell them knows what I saw. Absolutely, if I describe what I'm looking at, it's literally just a, a, a plain black background, and the image of the man just pops out. Yeah, absolutely. And you've oh. just told me that that was in the kitchen. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, uh, but it's just one of those things. It's that uh, you've got to know what you're doing enough to be able to not have it turn out looking like it was just shot in a kitchen. Yeah, creating that illusion. But as far as others go, uh, I have, as some people know, I do a lot of the uh, Comic Con circuits. Mm -hmm. And I have a, one of my favorites there was. A friend of mine was dressed up as Wolverine. And I was at the comic convention in Wales, this one, and he turned around to me and he said, Can we do a quick shoot after the con? I have a Harley Davidson. To which my first answer was, I'll be there, I'm coming, that's it. <laughs> I'm doing it. And it's one of my favorite images. It was actually featured in a comic, a uh, cosplay magazine uh, last month fantastic and again you would have no idea that it was shot on the side street next to the house 
and the bike was never even turned on. He wheeled it out, that was the interesting thing. And I was going to go with the third one as well, because I have, there's a shot I have that I, I do somehow put it behind me of uh, a, an actor from one of the Comic Cons I was at, the yeah. local one to me here in Cornwall. And it's a guy from, who was in Game of Thrones. He was one of the ice zombie white walker things in all the full makeup. So you, okay. you wouldn't know his face to see it. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons that's my favourite is it literally took me less than a minute to get it done because I was covering the event at the same time. And yet, he was that happy with it that it ended up as his Facebook profile picture for over a year. Wow. And bear in mind, this is the person who's been in not only Game of Thrones and Doctor Who and various other things. It means a lot when someone who has that many photos taken of it. Uh, it doesn't matter what level you're at. In the acting industry, you're going to have a lot of photos taken by a lot mm. of people. For him to like it that much that he wants it up there, just makes it makes you feel good about yourself because you know absolutely fantastic. So yeah, cheated slightly. Three pictures, but <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I'll take I'll take that as your favourite piece of work. Don't worry about. It. <laughs> so there will be. Um, people, photographers who will listen to this, people who want to get into photography as well. Uh, now, I, for the benefit of them, I know nothing about photography whatsoever. What type of cameras do you use to shoot with? Um, for the benefit of photographers who may be listening, it technically doesn't matter. Right. Uh, to get started with, I mean, I started on a camera far worse than the one I'm currently using. And I had that for about eight years. It's, uh, I mean, it's, go with what you can afford is pretty much the answer. I mean, you've got to start somewhere. Mm. I shoot on a Canon 5D Mark III, which cost me second hand in 2015, um, £1,300. Wow. Which was my biggest investment. Uh, there is, they're always coming out with new ones. That was like the top end without buying a proper mm -hmm. studio camera, which can be tens of thousands. Mm -hmm. They're the kind of thing you tend to take pictures, the advertising campaigns that go up on billboards in New York, that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, I can't afford one of them, it'd be nice. But uh, they're definitely outside of my budget. But <laughs> As far one, as one day, one day. One day, your partnership will get me there. There you go. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it, it's build your kit bit by bit. Yeah. Really, I mean, I didn't start with the flash at all, and then you get the flash. You can get, you know, and then eventually you're working your way along, you get light. I mean, obviously it depends on how you do it. I came into it with very little money in the first place. Mm -hmm. um, if you've got the backing of some cash behind you, whether it's savings or parents or whatever, yeah. then obviously you can afford to get a bit more. I mean, you still see some YouTubers that start off with things that I can't afford now. And you sit there going, how? Mm. How have you managed that? I would love some of that. But you, at the same time, it's 
The quality of the equipment makes it easier, but the person behind the camera is what determines whether it's a good photo. Yeah. It, there are so many courses out there where, where you have really, really good photographers showing what you can do with your phone. Yeah, it's true. There are obvious limitations, but if you know what you're doing, you can give a really expensive camera to someone who hasn't got a clue, and they're not going to take good photos just because of the quality of the camera. Yeah, that's that's very true, really, because I've I have come across, and, and you will probably say this as well. There are some photographers out there that that aren't quite so good, um, and the people who obviously use their services, if they're not happy, that you never hear that person say his camera was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> her camera wasn't very good it's it's always that photographer wasn't what i wanted you know what i mean if they, they so you i get what you're saying there yeah um a good workman never blames his tools it's that um exactly. that, that old saying isn't it but at the same time you've got to know the limitations of what you've got because you can, the cheaper the camera the harder it's uh harder it's approach it to certain aspects mm -hmm. i did not buy a wedding on my old camera and it was hard because it, they don't the older ones don't cope with the light levels as well. So if it gets really dark, the newer ones and the more expensive ones will always do a better job. Mm. So you've got, you've got to know what it can do. Yeah. But also what you can do. Exactly. So from your professional opinion, uh, what what makes a good picture stand out from an average picture? Oh. I know you're going to say lighting. Um. No, actually, I'm not. Okay. I'm not because, because I can tell them well. <laughs> it, it's got to, it's got to grab you. I think it's got to grab you. It's got to, it's got to do something. It's hard to know. There'll be guaranteed artists up there to put it far better than what it ever was. But it's something that's got to really grab your attention. It's got to, to some extent, make a statement. Um, even if that statement is, isn't this flower gorgeous? It doesn't have to be making you know some huge bold statement, mm -hmm. but it's, it's got to grab your attention. It, it can't just be it can't be boring. It's, it's really what it is. It's even with like a corporate headshot, which are you know very few corporate headshots out there are spectacularly interesting. Mm. They're just there to show the person looking as good as they can. Yeah, but it's got to grab you as. This person is here looking great. Mm -hmm. Not just this person sat in the pub having a smile at whatever they were doing. Yeah, I did one of these with um, Lizzie Melvin, who yeah. you, you know, obviously, and um, she she made a point saying that the the photograph has to tell a story. Yeah. Which um, I yeah I found quite interesting. It, and, you know, even if you don't know quite what the story is, yeah, the phone pictures are just abstract enough mm -hmm. but it's got to, it's got to, yeah there's got to be some impact there and you've got to know what the point of it is and what they're trying to get across so what's your favorite type of i suppose you could say subject to photograph some people obviously prefer like landscapes animals weddings you know what what would you um, say your definitely portraits okay no doubt about it and the funny thing is that until about five years ago that was the last thing I would have photographed. I started off doing landscape things, um, pets, anything like that. I mean, 
for the good first like eight years of having a camera, people were something that got in the way of a good landscape. And then again, going back to the Comic-Con side of things, I went to my first local one and like, oh, this is what I've been missing. Uh, and it's just, and here's the reaction as well, mm-hmm. working with someone is that, that I don't get from the hillside. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand that, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> buildings in the countryside doesn't react. Um, but no, it's it's working with the person and seeing their reaction to it, and, uh, and then obviously going on from the comic con thing because the one thing to point out is you do not have to be dressed up in a costume to work with me. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, you know you quickly find out that even if someone's in a suit or or a t-shirt and jeans, you can get the same feeling from it. You know, whether it's whether it's um, a, a cover on the wedding day, or, or someone just wanting to look really professional, but also approachable, which is the key thing with a lot of the corporate things. Yeah, uh, it's, it's getting the best out of someone. You can you, you find the picture in the same way of them, I think, as um, you get sculptors, you know, finding the statue, mm. rock of stone in front of them. Yep. You gradually work away till you get the picture that's it that's in your head. So yeah, definitely portraits. Okay. That's my thing. And is there somewhere where people can see these portraits that you've that you've taken? Um I have most of well, all my best stuff. My as far as I went my best stuff is up on my website at scoffin.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have portfolios for Various, I've already divided up into like the weddings and the modeling stuff and the cosplay stuff and textual stuff, so it's all okay. Or on oh. uh, I, I always put those links in the show description as well so people can find you. So, yeah. so yeah, where, where um, else you were just going to say? Um, I've got a Facebook page, Dave Scott mm-hmm. Photography, and the same for Instagram as well. Perfect. We'll put all, I'll put all those links in the show description for definite. Um, now, I have two questions oh. for you. Last two questions. And you only, you only have to answer with one sentence, if you wish. Oh. Oh. But they're both very similar. Okay. Yeah. So question number one, what do you like most about being a photographer? I think there is a certain there's a certain freedom to it. I think not being not, I don't have to go to an office. Yeah. I can I make my own hours to some extent. Obviously, because you can't just choose when you go to a wedding or when you go take someone's <laughs> photo. But it's not. I mean I the funny stuff happens at the weekend when you do it, because that's when people tend to be if it's not a business thing, then that's when they're available. Mm-hmm. But if it is a business thing, then it tends to be during the week. So it, it changes. It's variety as well. Okay. I like the variety because you can be doing one thing one day and something completely different the next. It, uh, it doesn't get boring. Yeah, I can imagine that. No two days, two days are the same. So, so the so the thing you like most about being a photographer is the freedom and the variety. Yep. Okay, that's fine. And last one, what do you like least about being a photographer? Don't say it's the freedom and the variety. Uh, um, I think there's a lot of things about being self-employed. Mm. You do, unless you're doing incredibly well, which, let's face it, is a photographer in a pandemic. 
<laughs> um, it, you don't quite get the security. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, you know, if, if you've got all if the works flowing in, then you're fine. But you aren't accountable to yourself mm. and only yourself. And there's not someone above you desperately paddling away to make sure that you've got something to do. It's all down to you. Yeah. And it's, I wouldn't change it, but it's, it's definitely one of the least enjoyable aspects, I would say. It's, uh, but yeah, it'll, it'll be that. It'll be the lack of, lack of security when things aren't flowing in as least. Okay. Like. Well, there's pros and cons to everything, Dave, isn't oh, there, sadly? No matter what industry you're in, there's always an upside and a downside. Oh, but I think what you do is fantastic. Your work is absolutely wonderful. You're a, an, an avid networker. You're always on the, your partnership calls, which we fully appreciate. And thank you so much for your time today, today Dave. I really appreciate You're it. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to the Business Networking Show, brought to you by Your Partnerships. Check out all our upcoming networking events at yourpartnerships.co.uk.